Welcome to track number five of God's Banquet. That's five. What we call 19 answers. People who are invited to the banquet. Number one, all are invited. Romans 3 23. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Can somebody turn off this light? Do we need these lights on? To reduce the heat. All have sinned. Romans 3, 23. Notice 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. Everybody turn to 2 Peter chapter 3. And somebody read it. Read it, brother. Hey. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness. But is long suffering to us, what? Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Amen. Everybody say, all. 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 Who is God inviting to this banquet? All. All are invited. So it cannot be that only Nairobi is invited, only Dar es Salaam is invited, only Ghana is invited. All are invited. And a good pastor and a good shepherd must think about all. You are never a good minister until you think about all. You know, it's very sad to have a meeting when you see that some people were invited but they didn't come. It's a very sad thing. But whilst you are there, you really wish the person had been there. I really wish this one 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 had been there. And you knew that they were all invited. So always keep your mind on this word, all. Can I have another word? All. 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 God is not slack towards His promise, as some men count slackness. Alright? But He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That is why we continue to train people. We continue to invite you to come to Ghana, to Bible school. We invite you to give yourself to Jesus. Don't look at a bishop. Don't look at somebody who is preaching and say that, oh, he has done enough. Whatever is going on is good. What is going on is, there's nothing like all in what we are doing. 
what we are doing is a very small fraction of the work that has to be done. Give me some volume on my thing, otherwise I start shouting and it will change what I'm preaching. I'm proving to you that God is inviting all. Matthew 11 verse 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Amen? Come unto me, how many people? Come unto me, who? The rich ones. The poor ones. The white ones. The black ones. The colored ones. The African ones. European ones. Who is laboring? How many should come? Come all. Because all of God's invitations are to a banquet. Some of us are so tribalistic, so nationalistic, that God cannot use you in His great all commission. Amen? It's true. Some of you are too of your country. And sometimes even within a country, too much from your tribe. So the, the, the invitation that you give is a very small invitation. When God has inv- invited the all, you are inviting your tribe. How many know that there are some tribes which really love themselves? They love themselves. Do you have it in Kenya as well? I mean, if their brother is here, they will bring the other brother. Do you have it in Kenya? Which tribe is that? Sikisi. Siki. Kisi. Huh? The whole factory. The whole factory. If there's a manager, Kisi, the whole factory, everybody's a Kisi. Is it true or not true? Kikuyu are like that? Kikuyu are like that too? If the manager is a Kikuyu, every worker is a Kikuyu. And they go to one church. Even the watchman is a kikuyu. The managing director is kikuyu. Everybody is a kikuyu. How can somebody like that be used to minister to all? Huh? To you all means all kikuyus. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all kikuyus should come to repentance. Come unto me, all ye kikuyus that labor. They have their own church. Kikuyus or Siki, Sikis. Kikuyus. They have Presby. Presbyterian church is only Kikuyus. Come unto me all ye Kikuyus that are labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. You see, that's why it's good to share. Because you find out that in every country there is always groups like that. In Ghana too, we have the same group. Hey! They have their own church. They speak their own language. They marry their own people. If one person is a managing director, everybody there, from the driver to everybody, they will all be there. If the woman is in charge, 
Her dentist will be from there. Yeah. Her doctor. And there are names you can tell from the, from the names. When the brother is Amable, he will marry Seto. They have their own language, their own people. The, denti- the dentist will be Dr. Sogbojo. The gynecologist will be Akiumi. The midwife will be something, MFA Akofa. The house help will be Ametepe. The barber will be Mauli. The one they buy fish from will be Esinam. The one they buy meat from, Umawulo. The carpenter will be Prosper. The carpenter will be F.O. Dada. And you see, in Ghana, if you come from Ghana, when you hear the name Prosper, he's one. Innocent. The lawyer will be lawyer innocent. The house help will be wisdom, courage. That's what we call courage. Every Nigeria, they have the same thing. Nigeria, which uh, tribe are like that? Ibos. See that where they are? They are there. All their people are there. It's fantastic. So it's not a, it's not something from Kenyans only. It's something in every country we have this type of thing. All have sins. <laughs> so for them, the gospel message is a special sectional message. And all of us must expand our hearts. Many years ago, one time, not so many years ago, but some time ago, I used to think that anybody who is a Christian must be a Ghanaian. Hey! Because I had not met non-Ghanaian Christians. But as I grew, the Lord touched my heart. And I remember one day, the Lord touched my heart to find and to meet other Christians. All over the world I travel, I see Chinese looking people, Indian looking people, colored, black, white, same. And I, the Lord showed me everybody. Does it. So he told me, when you go to a place, just preach what you normally preach. It works everywhere the same. I don't even need to give any example. I say, is there a tribe which love their people? When the managing director is there, it's the same in Ghana. Same. If there's one, he owns a fitting shop to repair cars. Every worker in that shop is, and all the customers, and they have a particular food. The kikuyus, and do they have a particular food? That they, what is it called? Bokimo. Bokimo. And these people, too, they have their food. Akpale is called Akpale. Akpale. They eat it morning, afternoon, evening, morning, afternoon, evening. They don't eat bread. They don't eat biscuit. Akpale. 
They don't eat cake. Daily. I need thee every hour. I don't, I don't even need to know your country to give. If I go to Rwanda, I'll give that example. It will work. Then God began to touch me to see that it's the same. When I say your beloved, when I talk about marriage, when I talk about it's the same. Whether it's Tanzania or Uganda or Zambia, it's the same. Nigeria, it's everybody is the same. Because God's invitation was to all. And His invitation was not to this group who are like God or who know God. Nobody has a particular credit card on God. Everybody, God has invited all. So you, so God touched my heart to expand my ability and my heart for ministry. That's how come you see I'm having a shepherd's camp in Kenya. Is it not fantastic? Is it not fantastic? I have people I know they are just as much of my family as anybody from Ghana. South Africans, Kenyans, days that we know them personally. They have been with us for so long. When I was coming uh, before I came one of the Kenyan sisters she said, Oh when, when I finish school I want to work with mommy. Mommy is my wife. I said, oh, if, you, if she wants me to work fine, I'm okay. Same. The same ordinary people want to learn, want to do this one. Everybody's the same. God has not invited just three or four people of this group you know, or rich people or whatever. He's invited all. So that we are, when you think of all, you start to become more broad-minded and you see the needs. Come unto me all. All ye that labor. All are laboring. All are laboring and all are heavy laden. Not just your little group in your city. So we have to go to the town. Have to go to the town. We will never retreat from this commission. Amen. We have to go to the town. Come to me. Oh. 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 Amen. Are you there? All right. Glory to God. First Timothy chapter two, verse four. Who will have all men to be saved? How many men? All men. And to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Alright. So God is inviting all. All men. God will have all men to be saved. God has called us to his banquet. He's inviting all of us. So the first group that I invited are all. Second group that I invited are all flesh. For all flesh is as grass, and the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. 
Amen. Job 17 verse 2. As thou hast given him power over all flesh. God has given us power over all flesh. Amen. That he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. I think it's John, not Job. John. God has given power over all flesh so that eternal life will be given that salvation. Amen. Luke chapter 3, verse 6. All flesh shall see the salvation of God. Amen. All flesh shall see what? All flesh shall see the salvation of God. God is inviting all flesh to serve Him. Amen. How many are ready to go to all flesh? That means Kenyan fleshes. Zimbabwean fleshes. Malaysian fleshes. What other kinds of flesh are there? Madagascan flesh. White flesh. Colored flesh. Black flesh. Kikuyu flesh. Fat flesh. Slim flesh. Fair colored flesh. Huh? When God touches your heart, He will use you to Maasai flesh. He will use you to reach all flesh. God wants to give us all flesh. Amen. How many are going to open your heart to be able to reach all flesh? All flesh. All flesh. And you see, God is inviting you to work for Him now. Yeah, I mean, you think only Pastor Obi can. Pastor Obi, how old are you, please? Are, are you in your 40s? You are not yet 50. So, I mean, how, how, how long do you think Pastor Obi is going to be here? How long? I'm sure he'll be here all his life. I don't know. But how long do you think? When one person stays and works and works, how long can he stay? How much can he do? One day, I went to a certain church. The pastor had been there for about 35 years. And there were just about 120 people in the church. I said, wow. Sometimes when a man labors for I mean, all his life, you see the fruit of it is about 100 people sitting there. I mean, a lot of people come and leave, 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 come and leave. But one man cannot do much. That's the point I'm trying to make. One man cannot do much. Amen. Are you listening to me? Because the call and the invitation has gone out not to one or two people, but to all flesh. All flesh. That's why I believe in full-time ministry also. I believe in lay ministry. The lay ministry is a very beautiful way of letting so many more people come and work. Because not everybody can be in full-time. But there is a very important place for being a full-time minister. Where you give up everything to follow Jesus. And there's also a great and important place where you give up everything and help full-time ministries. Oh, yeah. You can help. You, you can help me. You can help me to minister. There are a lot of people before I preach, by the time I'm preaching, have done a lot of things to make it possible for me to be preaching. 
I don't even know many times what I'm doing. So now I, I, I don't know where I'm traveling to. I don't know even what I'm doing. They tell me, you are doing this. And you are going here. And these people are waiting for you. And this is what you are doing. This is the time that you are leaving. Say, okay. It's true. A lot of people help me. A lot of people. That is why I can do a lot of the things I'm doing. Because it reaches a place where when helpers don't, are not there, a ministry just plateaus. So there's place for you in full-time ministry. Amen. And just as we respect lay people who do it part-time, you must respect the reality of full-time ministry. God is calling you to full-time ministry. Don't, despise, don't make light of it. Don't make light of it. God is calling you. You must work hard. You must work on while we have the time. You must do your part. You must come. You must come when He's calling. Because the, the work is not one or two. It's not a tribe. It's not a country. It's all. It's all flesh. If the world was made of a hundred people, 60 of them would come from Asia. 60. Only 13 would come from Africa. So when we are thinking, hey, there are a lot of people in Africa. Africa must be saved. Africa must be washed. Even that one, I'm talking of the whole of Africa. <laughs> I mean, when we think of Africa, we are talking about sub-Saharan Africa. From below Mali, below Morocco, Algeria, and those Egypt, Tunisia, we see them as being part of the Middle East. Yeah. So when we say Africa, we are talking of Mali downwards. Burkina Faso, Ghana, Nigeria, down. But Africa, if the whole world was made of a hundred people, only 13 would come from Africa. Africa is actually a very small part of the harvest field. Even that one. Eh? We are only in the main cities. Even the main cities that we are, how many people are being saved in the main I can't understand how you, would, you can decide to be relaxed. And, and, and think that some of us are overzealous. All through my life, I always know people are thinking that I'm a bit crazy. One day, a certain sister, she, she was a member of our church, and then she traveled abroad. She lived in uh, America. American continent, somewhere there. And as she was there, after about eight or nine years, she, she had to come back to Ghana. But all the years she had been abroad, she had never been to Lighthouse Church there, because for whatever problems or reasons they had. So when she came back to the Kodesh, in recent times, and I was preaching in the church, she told somebody, I am no more comfortable in the church. So I had a meeting with her. I said, what is the problem? She said, Lighthouse is more radicalized than when I left here nine years ago. It's more radicalized. Wow! We are more radical. I'm older. And you say I'm more radicalized. I took it as one of the highest compliments of my whole ministry. Yeah. Even if the person doesn't join the church, 
the fact that as you come, you even feel that not that we are cooler. We are cooler these days. We are not so this thing on certain things. We are sort of become mature. I find you more mellow and more mature. But rather the person is saying that we are more radicalized than what you knew nine years ago. Oh, I think it is a powerful, uh, what do you call it? And and I wish that in ten years time, if God gives us grace and, and we are still around, People will come, maybe those who leave the church in this season and come back. <laughs> because they left, they left the church and they came back after some time. So they were disconnected from the church. As they came back, this, you see, when you have not seen something for some time and you come, you say, ah, this, 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 they change. You look fatter. You look smaller. You look, I mean, even Pastor Selassie, just three weeks I saw him, he has grown fat. Four weeks. Where is he? Aha. Hey. Just a few weeks I saw him. Yeah. He's, he's exercising now. Hey. So sometimes you need to go away and you come back. But it's good that we are more radicalized because we are seeing that the people that God is inviting is not just a small group. One day, Bishop Saki decided to have a wedding. <laughs> because his, his wife had died and he was getting married again. So, we were wondering, who is the pastor of this big church? People come every Sunday, every Sunday, every Sunday, every Sunday. We have so many people that we know. So now we were wondering, this wedding banquet or wedding, who are we going to invite? And who are we going to leave out? Hey! It became a big problem. We have discussion, negotiations. Shall we invite this person? Invite this person? Then we realized that no. And Bishop Saki said, these people are the main people. They are the poor people in the church. They love us when we are preaching. They listen. They clap. They say amen. So, sir, then we have to invite all of those people as well. We have to invite this group, this group, this group. When we add all the groups, it became equal to what? All. <laughs> Oh! All flesh. So he became just like God. And he invited what? All. He invited all. So, a certain man of God attended the wedding. When he attended the wedding, he came, he ate whatever we had offered. And then he left. But he didn't say anything. About two years later, we met this man of God. He said, hey, lighthouse. I said, lighthouse what? Hmm. He said, you people, I, I learned something. See, when Bishop Saki had his wedding, we said, ah, there should be a banquet 
with these people here, hotel, this, this, this. And when we came for the wedding, even we couldn't get anywhere to sit down. There were just about four places to sit down. Because, you see, all were coming. We didn't have enough tables for all. So we just had about four places, four tables. All are coming, so we stand. Yeah. All flesh were invited. Yeah. So said, hey! And I said, yeah, because we don't know who to take to La Palm Hotel. Select 200 people. Which 200? Because we, too, we like the, the common people who love us. Those are also our favorite people, if you don't know. So you go and call some businessman. Three years later, the person will say he's leaving the church. He has seen another cutting materials shop. He's going Are you there? The next scripture. I'm still talking about multitudes. I'm still talking about what? I'm still talking about what? Okay. And there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee. Amen. Multitude of people from Galilee, from Decapolis, from Jerusalem. Amen. And from Judea and from beyond Jordan. Multitudes followed Jesus when he was on earth. And multitudes must follow Jesus now. Did you hear me? Write it down. Multitudes followed Jesus when he was on earth. And multitudes must follow Jesus today. That he is not on this earth. Amen. I will say it again. Multitudes followed Jesus when he was on this earth. And multitudes must follow him today. Amen. Are you listening to me? Multitudes followed Jesus when he was on earth. And multitudes must follow him today. When he is not physically on this earth. Amen. Are you listening? Yeah. Multitudes followed Jesus. Bible says multitudes followed him. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 1. When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes, now we are going from multitudes to great multitudes. Are great multitudes following us? I don't think so. I don't think so. Amen. Are you listening to me? I don't think great multitudes are following us. I don't think so. So we have to one of the ways great multitudes are going to follow us as they follow Jesus is by more and more people following the word, more and more people becoming shepherds, more and more people becoming pastors. Multitudes. Multitudes. Amen. Now, we are moving to great multitudes. Matthew chapter 20, verse 29. Matthew, chapter 20, verse 29. Glory to God. And as they departed from Jericho, a great multitude followed him. Amen. As they departed from Jericho, a great multitude 
followed him. Well, some of you criticize me that I've traveled and uh, about 10 or 12 people are following me. When Jesus was being followed by a great multitude, only 10 people are following me and you are angry. Eh? You say I'm causing logistical problems. No transportation, no this, no this, no that. Eh? Ah. The Bible says great multitude followed Jesus when he came out of Jericho. And great multitudes followed him and he healed them there. So if we want to receive the blessings of the Lord, we need to have the healing power of the Lord. And finally, on this point of the multitudes, alright, multitudes who do not follow Jesus on this earth will become multitudes in hell. The multitudes who do not follow Jesus on this earth will become multitudes in hell. And I want you to turn with me to Isaiah chapter number 5. Isaiah chapter 5. Isaiah chapter 5. Amen? Therefore, Isaiah chapter 5. Everybody, please, we are, it's a Bible study. I'm not giving my own ideas. It's a Bible study. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Therefore, hell has enlarged herself. Hell has been expanded. There's renovations going on. They are building more rooms, more quarters, more accommodation. Hell has enlarged herself. Amen. 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 And opened her mouth without measure. Hell has, hell has opened her mouth without measure. And their glory and their multitude, multitude and their pomp, and he that rejoiceth shall descend into it. Wow! Multitude shall... There are, they are multitude. It's describing the people that are going to hell. They are multitude. They are pomp. The things that are characterizing the people going to hell is that they are pomp and pride. As well as the multi, the masses, large numbers of people are going to hell. I'm telling you, large numbers are rushing into hell. And Bible said their pomp, their pride, their splendor, and their multitude shall descend into it. You better pray that hell is not real. You better pray that it's not real. Because if it is real, it's, it's going to be very sad. Better pray that it's not real. But from what I have seen of life, 
I think hell is real. Do you know why? Because what the Bible describes about death is so true that it is fantastically mind-boggling. When somebody dies, you see so many things that are in the Bible happening. You see, I've been at a number of funerals. And the kind of uselessness which death ministers to life eh, is so amazing. Death makes everything on this life. It, 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 when the Bible describes it, the stain, the grave, and that how everything, it says, set your affection on things above. That this earth is passing away, the glory thereof. The glory of man is like the grass. The grass withereth and fadeth. But the glory of the Lord, the word of the Lord stands forever. The way death is, when you see taking up somebody, as you see me preaching here, I look nicer. If I die, you will not, you'll be amazed at how useless I've become. Wow. You can't be, I'm not a word. I don't say any, not contribute this, how I should be buried. Let the program start. Let the singers come. Nothing. You'll just be quiet. It is the times that I've seen death that make me see that if what the Bible says about death is so true, then how much more hell or after? The Bible warns and warns and warns for us not to be thinking about this earth and to set our minds on things above and for us not to be earthly minded but to be eternally minded. And to think about things above. The Bible is always warning us and urging, exhorting us. If it is true. You see somebody is in their house in the afternoon and the evening. They are pulling the person out by the leg. The person has become a body. A body. I told Pastor Richard the other day. I said, every Christian must go to the mortuary once. Archbishop said it many years ago. He said, every Christian should visit the mortuary once. Many, many years ago, he said it in church. Every Christian should go there once to see first before you go yourself. And you become humble. One day, a certain sister died. Oh, she was a glorious, she was a glorious sister. Because she was into fashion. She was into fashion. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I was with you on that day. I think I went alone. When I got to the... The the way she had died, it was so mysterious. I went there for the post-mortem. A fashionable sister. Making fashionable things. With everything. When I got to the mortuary, they gave me boots. When I put my foot inside the boot, I felt some waters... See, there are some waters under. This is the mochi water. It went into my socks. Hey! When I came, I took, I took my socks. I don't like my socks again. Hmm. So when I entered the room, because the doctors knew me, I was also a doctor, so they opened. When I entered the room, I looked across like that. And I couldn't find, I think I was with a doctor called Amma. I said, Amma, where is she? He said, this one here. Down here. 
So when I went there, I said, is this? I should look at her lying there naked. The whole body is divided, open, lying there. Another person is lying there. Her face is lying here. Another person is lying here. All the entrails out there divide. It's exactly like a butcher's house. That's why people, when they say you are going to do postmortem, you don't know what it means. That's why I say, oh, it's as if it's an operation. You don't know what is a postmortem. I look at her and said, no, 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 no. Is this what we are? Is this what we are? Is this what is us? Is this the end of man? Recently in Abidjan, they had a fight. When they killed the rebel, they killed one of the rebels. They cut out his heart and they ate it on video. They ate it on video. Live. I've seen, I've seen a film before where they ate it. This one was in Liberia. They ate there. They ate there. They eat your heart and say, I'm bad. I'm wild. I eat my enemy's heart. How do you see that? What is a man? Today he's talking. Tomorrow, nothing. So that's what makes me a bit scared about heaven and hell. It's exactly as they say, weeping, exactly wailing, exactly gnashing of. Kenneth said, as for me, I don't need to read the Bible to believe in hell. That's what Kenneth is. I don't need to. I went there. I went. If I've never read the Bible, I'll know that hell is real. I don't, I, don't, I don't need to read the Bible to know that hell is real. That's what he said. I don't need to read the Bible. I don't need to read the Bible at all to know whether hell is real or not. I saw it. I went there. So God has a call. And God has a job. And God has work for us all to do. Because all, all, all flesh, multitudes, multitudes are in the valley of decision. And multitudes are going there whether we like it or not. It is time for us to rise up and do His will. Amen. Stand to your feet everybody. I want you to just lift your hand and ask the Lord to give you a heart to remember all, 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 always, all, 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 all. Oh, oh, Shandala Mama Kabarandala Mama Shandala Babandala Babandala Babanda. Oh, I invited.
Hallelujah. Just thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Hallelujah. 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 seated. Your loins, 
Sitting down. Are you old? Answer my friend. Are you old? Are you too old? Huh? Ask the person what is his age because you may never know limited. How old are you, please? You may never know limited. Maybe you are about 64. Awake? You want to awake the sleepers? Time to wake the sleeping brothers. It's a smoochy number. With the Holy Ghost. Yeah. 
to the banquet are thirsty people. Thirsty people. In the last day, at that great day of the feast in John chapter 7, Jesus stood up and cried and said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture saith, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Many of the people, therefore, when they heard this, said, Of a truth, this is a prophet. Amen. Hallelujah. So Jesus, or God, is stretching out His hand to thirsty people. All the thirsty people of the world. Amen. Now, what, do I, what, what does it mean to be thirsty? What does it mean to be thirsty? To be thirsty is to have a great longing and desire for something. Amen. And when you have this great longing and desire for something, you are driven by this longing and by this thirst. Amen. So it means to be 
driven by a longing and a desire. Alright? Now, number two, it means to have a craving for something. Now, the world are thirsty for God. They are in the, they are in the valley of decision. They are longing and thirsting for God. That is why almost every group of people have some kind of spiritual quest or search that they have undertaken. Their thirst for God is revealed in the multitude of religions that we have in our world today. People are looking for... We all know there is something more. You cannot watch birds, animals, the different kinds of birds, different kinds of animals, different kinds of fish, different kinds of chickens, different kinds of mammals, Reptiles, without knowing that <laughs> there must be some kind of inventor with some kind of designer who is having fun by creating things. I was watching a film called The Life of Birds. And he was talking about the birds which fish. And was showing the different techniques that different birds have for fishing. Some live... Listen to me. If you, if you lower my volume, it actually changes the, vo the type of message I preach. So, somehow, there's a way that it affects me in a spiritual, direct, almost demonic way. So, it's very important that you don't do Because I don't... Hold the microphone near my mouth. Do you understand? Please give me... Vo I don't like what you, are, what you are giving me. I'm not happy with it. I will preach a very different message from what I would have preached because of only the sound. So give, ch change the vo give the volume here. Give the volume. So I, I, I beg you. I'm explaining too many things. Lower, lower that sound there. Alright. Are you there? As I watch the different as I watch the different type of birds that exist some would they just live on, on trees. The only thing they can do is to live on a tree or stay on a tree near near a river. Lower the Thing or take it away. Somebody should help. Danny, whatever. Yeah, okay, you help him. Move it away. Okay. Are you listening? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Alright. So, some of the birds just live on a tree and just dive vertically into the water. That's all they can do. Others will be flying across and then they, they look in the water slowly and then they dive. Different species. 
Others have developed a technique like a helicopter where they fly over. Then they, It's only one bird which can do that. It flies over and it stops. And it stays in one position like that. And it just hovers like that. It will be hovering. Then sometimes it's just going down and it will wait. It's, it's not sure. It missed one. Then it will come up and it will be there hovering like a helicopter. Then when it touch, deep into the water, pick the thing and come out, fly out of the water. Another one developed a technique where it opens its beak like scissors. And it starts at one point of the river and the lower part of the scissors will be in the water and the rest of the bed is up, including the upper part of the beak and it will skim through the water like this. And it will sweep, it sweeps the water like that. It will get one and then it will go into there. It's just wonderful. You can't help but to recognize that there is a God some kind of creator. You see, birds which can attack fellow birds in nature. Mid-air. They pick you up mid-air. Birds which would take as clever to take a, a tortoise from the ground. Fly into the air. Go and over a rock and drop it. Shh, to break the shell. This is Clever. Oh, there's some inventor somewhere. It drops it. And when it does, doesn't make you pick it up and go, and go up high. Then to drop it, then to follow it. Dive it up the side, it breaks and it picks it. It's just wonderful. I mean, there is an inventor and a designer and a creator somewhere. So this has created a test in men. Men have a test something. There's something they long for. They crave for. So through that, people create all kinds of religions. Ways of worshipping God. Ways of... And so, so God sent Jesus and said to say to the world, no, is anyone thirsty? Is any man test? That is an invitation to the entire world of thirsty people. When I went to Asia, one time I made, almost made a serious mistake because I sat in a taxi and the guy had Buddha hanging on his mirror. Little one shaking. And I started to talk to him about, he says he takes it everywhere. I said, this is his God. That was swinging on the mirror there. I said, ah. So I asked him, how can this be God. But I didn't know that I was treading in dangerous waters. Yeah. At a point, the, guy, the guy's driving changed. He started, when he answered the question, it became violent. What do you think? What this? He said, this is his God. That is his God. That is his God that he worships. Simple and short. And they have millions of gods all over the world. And so Jesus came to this world and said, is, is anyone thirsty? Is anyone craving, longing for something? Let him come to me. So to be thirsty means to have a strong desire for something. Not only water. Number two, it means to have a craving. Number three, it means to be eagerly desirous. Sometimes even thirsty, you can be thirsty for news. But when Jesus was saying, is anyone thirsty? Do you think he was talking about Coca-Cola? 
I don't need no Coca-Cola. No, 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 no. All I need is that living water. Living water, living water. Amen? Amen. I just need the living water that Jesus brings. Amen. The next one. To be thirsty means to be breathless. Wow. People are breathless in their search for God. They are running. Is he here? Is he here? Is he here? The next one. To be thirsty means to be burning. When we say the brothers are burning, it means they are thirsty for the sisters. They love the sisters. They feel for the sisters. And they want the sisters. The next one is that they are, it means you are impatient for something. You are impatient to find God. So, since I can't find God, I'm going to cut down this tree. Half of it will be God and half of it will be firewood. They are impatient to find the living God. They have maneuvered, done all kinds of things because they can't wait to find God. How can you cut down a tree? Half of the tree is God. Half is the firewood that you use to warm yourself. Is it God? It's, 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 so to be thirsty means, is anyone impatient? Is there, is there anyone who can't wait to really find God? Go all. Do you have in your country, eh? it's most of my country now, but do you have here a tribe which are really into juju and idols? Do you have a tribe which are specialized in that? Do you have something like that here? What is the name of that tribe? Kamba. Hey! You see, I told you that I don't have to ask you. Everywhere you go, there is one of that thing. In Ghana, we have a tribe that are also good at juju, witchcraft. What do you call juju here? Kamuche. In South Africa, in South Africa, they call it what? Sagoma. Sangoma. It's okay, leave the, leave the speakers. Call it Sangoma. Amen. In Ghana, we call it Juju. What do you call it in Nigeria? Juju. Agbala. They couldn't wait to meet the living God. They were impatient. So that is a whole region that is thirsty. They couldn't wait to meet God. Before God came, one day, I was passing by a certain town. And you see that black stick over there, that's sticking out between the chairs. Yeah, I saw something like that in front of a house uh, in a little village. And I said, what is that? And they said, it's called Legba. And I said, what is Legba? He said, it's a spiritual policeman who is guarding the whole village. It's controlling everybody and everything. Hey! I think the Legba is for the house. And then the other, another spiritual policeman for the whole village. And everybody has Legba in front of his 
house. Hey, they couldn't wait. Tell someone, they couldn't wait for you to come. And, and you want people to wait for you to finish looking for money in this world. Well, people can't wait. If you can't come, look, Muhammad is there. After all, he's right available in our town. There's a mosque right here. Why not? Why not? You can get our salvation through Muhammad. We're waiting for you. You said you are doing your master's. You said you are going to technical school. When we gave you an offer, you said you were doing business. You said you are into uh, uh, catching materials now. And carpets. Uh, you said you've opened a travel agency. Yeah, you are internet linking with investment corporation supplies. They couldn't wait. Tell someone they couldn't wait. Hey, is anyone thirsty? They couldn't wait. They couldn't wait. Bishop Saki, that's what it means to be thirsty. Jesus said, he said, Lord, is anyone thirsty? Let him come to me. The people couldn't wait for you to come. You have so many things. Don't forget, you have many things to do. Heaven uh, is going to be a wild place. If it is the way death is, then I don't know if you are really ready to go there. Yeah. Already I have seen that I can only be presented in heaven by mercy. I've seen it already. Yeah. I've seen it already. Because you can't make it. Except, that was says, unto him that is able to keep you from falling, and unto him that is able to present you in the presence of his glory, blameless, faultless, unto him be glory. There's only one person who can present you blameless before his glory. How many want him to present you? Holy and blameless. Yes, my daughter. Take her. She's blameless. Wow. What a nice recommendation. Last minute recommendation. <laughs> wow. Oh, I feel so sad about this point. That to be thirsty is to be impatient. Couldn't wait. One day, a certain brother went to a certain town and he felt like wee-wing. Give me a little bit of volume, please. Just a little bit of volume. He felt like wee-wing. And the wee-wing was coming, so he had no time to wait. So he went to the nearest corner. In Africa, we have open range, wee-wing, free range. Do you have it in Kenya too? <laughs> Fertilizer. <laughs> hey! So he went to the corner and started wee-wing. As he was wee-wing, he heard some people shouting, Hey! 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 Stop it! But you know, there is something we call the point of no return. Yeah. Where you preach, you cannot stop. I cannot stop now. In, in, if you are a pilot, you know there is something they call the point of no return. When you are taking off on a runway, there is a point you have to go. You know, when you start initially, you can stop. But there is a point, the only thing you have, you have to do is to go. So Concorde, the last Concorde flight which crashed, they were taking off on the runway. They were on the runway when the control tower called them and told them that your right engine is on fire. But he had reached the place that he couldn't stop. He had to go up. 
who went up and then came down. You know, there's a place of no return. So the brother has reached the place of no return in the wheeling. Unstoppable. So when he finished shaking himself and doing <laughs> to meet the people who are gathered around him a small crowd. He said, what is it? What is it? He said, look, you have urinated on our God. <laughs> oh! Not knowing that the stone there was their God. So, there's only one question I want to ask. That if you are a God and somebody is urinating on you, can you not say, Ajay? Can you not say, oh! What? I don't like what you are doing. Stop it! We have a God you cannot urinate upon Him. Amen. But some people are so impatient. They can't wait for you to finish your master's. And for you to finish your PhD. And for you to buy all the cars and houses you want. So they just go ahead and get a legba. Like that one there. And they say, it's our God. That's what it means to be thirsty. And that's what Jesus said. Is anyone thirsty? Is anyone impatient? Are there impatient people in Kenya who, can, who couldn't wait for you, isn't it, to come to Machero? They couldn't wait for you to come. The next one. To be thirsty means to be crazy for something. To be crazy for something. They want God so much they've gone crazy for God. For God. Wow. How many have met other religions who have gone crazy for what they believe? Yeah. And in recent times we saw people bombing. I don't know if you saw September 11th. Huh? The night before they went they, they believed in the virgins they are going to get. 17 virgins, 21 virgins. They, they, they believe in all these things. But one interesting thing was that they showed on uh, Newsweek pictures of these guys in a supermarket the night before. They went to a supermarket called Walmart in America. Do you have Walmart here? Do you have Walmart? All right. And they were walking through the shop. Did you see those pictures? Oh. The chief guy, Muhammad something. Muhammad Atta. They were walking through the shop. And they showed them, three of them, two of them, just walking, looking at the shelves. They even showed the time they came. They went, they had checked in a hotel. And they were looking at all the things. None of the things appealed to them. They have fixed their eyes and their mind and their heart on their vision. Yeah, they, they, there are people who are so crazy to meet God. They will do anything. I'm telling you. And they can't wait. That's, that's what it means. People really, really want God. I'm telling you. In fact, Muslims are some of the most impressive people when it comes to people who are looking for God. Yeah. I can say that genuinely. That the, the Muslim religion in many cases, looks more attractive than Christianity in terms of the zealousness. Yeah. One day, 
I was flying somewhere to the east. And I was, I was sitting in the uh, aeroplane, the business class. I was only, there was only one other person there with me. A young guy. And uh, the whole place was dark. It was a night flight. Or it was night. And I thought that I was a religious man. A young guy, he would be about 32. When the waitress came, they came to offer some special delicacies that they have in the Far East. He said no. And he got up and opened the top and brought out a carpet. He brought a bag. He, and he was on his laptop. Laptop and iPad. and uh, I don't think iPad. Different gadgets. He was doing things on the computer. But when they brought that, he said no. And he got up and he brought his little bag and pulled out a special carpet. And then he came to the middle. Me, I'm hiding my Bible. A bishop, I'm hiding my Bible. When you are reading the Bible, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are a religious man. He brought out his carpet and came down and brought this part of his head to the floor of the plane like this. Pray. The air hostess were coming there. See him doing. Allah Kubala. Allah Kubala. Allah Kubala. And he put his head down. Openly. We're just two of us. All the people were serving us. Only the two of us. He doesn't care about anything. And we will be hiding our religious books. When they are looking at what are you reading, you want them to see that you are reading some economics, financial book or something. So that you don't look religious. You don't want to pray at the airport. You don't want to pray in the restaurant. You don't want to pray where people to see you. Hey! And this guy, I tell you, he finished praying and he wrapped his carpet. He has his personal traveling carpet for prayers. Then he rolled it up, put it in a special bag and put it back upstairs. And he got up and he went to sit down. Then the elders was bringing, came to him, said, "Yes, now I can." But then he had his life. He was thanking God. I thought that that was the end of the prayers, but the flight was about nine hours. So I was there when I looked again. He has gone, gone upstairs, collected his bag, removed the special small special carpet like a towel, he raised it like that. And you face a different area. People are thirsty and crazy for what they believe. And you, you say you are a shepherd, and we have to, we have to beg you even to come for a camp. We have to plead with you. It shows that you are backslidden. We have to give you money to come to a camp. We have to coax you to preach. We have to coax you to do the work of God. We have to give you incentives. We have to do exams before you read a book. Now we are changing that whole system. Yeah. We are changing that whole system. You never do, you will not do exams to become a pastor. You watch and see. When your striker is being worried by the defenders, you have to bring a defender or a midfielder to come and score.
The next one, it means to be wild for. People are wild for God. They want to find God. The next one, people are itching. Itching for God. Hey, have you seen somebody who is itching before? How many do you have? Nine. And the last one, people are dying for God. Dying. Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? So, if this is what people are doing, then it is time for us to rise up quickly because Jesus has invited all thirsty people to come to him. Let's read that scripture again. John seven thirty three. Remember that we are having a Bible study. In the last day, That great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried and said, If any man thirsts, is anyone thirsty, let him come unto me and let him drink. Amen. 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 He that believeth on me and the scripture saith, Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Amen. So ladies and gentlemen, Many people are thirsty for God. And it's up to us because God has invited all. He's invited all flesh. He's invited multitudes. And the last one is invited thirsty people. People who are what? Number one, what does it mean to be thirsty? People who are, who are what? Strong desire and longing. Number two, a craving for God. Number three, Eagerly desiring God, number four. Breathless for God, number five. Burning for God, number six. Impatient. I like that one best. How many like that one best? Impatient for God. Number seven. Crazy. How many of you can see that some people have gone crazy for God? Are you also ready to go crazy for God? Let us not allow other religions to make it look as though our God is not really the real God. I said, yeah, we have the real God. How can God lead you to kill thousands of people so that you go and get 21 virgins? Number eight. How many are going to be wild for God? People are wild, I tell you. People are wild. Amen. People sacrifice even their children. It's good that somebody should say that we are more radicalized. Number nine. Itching for God. And number ten. Okay, now, in an attempt, while they were waiting for you and you didn't come, eh, a lot of people have gone about several ways to quench their thirst. So how have people been quenching their thirst whilst waiting for you to finish what you were doing? Pastor, so, while they are waiting for you, these are what people are doing. Number one, I'm showing you how people are quenching their thirst while they've been waiting for you. To respond. Number one. 
People have been quenching their thirst by seeking pleasure. Amen. First Peter chapter 4, verse 3. For the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles. When we walked in lasciviousness, lusts, excesses of wine, revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries, wherein they think it strange that you run not with them to the same excess of riot, speaking evil of you. First Peter chapter 4. We walked in the time past. That is when we were thirsty. And we hadn't found God. Huh? We were trying to quench our thirst. Huh? I tell you. All kinds of things. Wow! Lasciviousness. How many have been walking in lasciviousness before? Only, there's only one person on the right here who has walked in lasciviousness. Two people. Three. Four. I need some hands to know those who have walked in lasciviousness. Number two, people have tried to quench their thirst through alcohol. Look, he said, revelings, excesses of wine. Doctor, were you into excesses of wine? Vodka. I had a classmate who used to drink and go and lie by the pond. Take off his clothes, lie by the pond and vomit. And one day I went to his room early in the morning and spoke to him about Christ. Bishop Saki was preaching and I knocked on his door and I entered. He gave his life to Christ. Somebody who used to mock at us. He used to mock at me because I was a Christian. He was my classmate. And when I used to pass by, I would see him, hey, Charlie, how? I said, hey, he was laughing at tongues. Hey, a drunkard. Drunkard. My classmate drunk, used to drink and lie by the pond. Till we came. Knock on his door like this. He, he opened his door. We entered. And we told him, Jesus has come. I was with my beloved. She was not yet my beloved, but a potential beloved. Shabaya. And a bobo. We spoke to him. And that morning he gave his life to Christ. I always remember his room number E6. And he started to speak real tongues. He was filled with the real Holy Ghost. He was not making fun. Working in the church. Helping to carry drums. Instruments. Working for God. Yeah. A total drug. Because all they are waiting for you to finish... They're thirsty and you need to quench your thirst. So they found alcohol. Number three, people quench their thirst through sex. Wow. Let not thine heart incline to her ways. Go not astray in her path. 
for she has cast down many wounded. Yea, many strong men have been slain by her. Her house is the way. A woman who has a lot of sex. A woman who has a lot of sex with a lot of people. The Bible says her house is the way to hell. Did you hear me? Her house is the way to hell. Find a lady. Everybody should find one lady. And ask. Sister. He says she has cast down many wounded. Serial, multiple, sexual, sexually active sisters. The Bible says her house is... I didn't write the Bible. Those of you who get angry with me when I preach. Ask the nearest. Look into her eyeball to eyeball. Say, is your house the way to hell? Uh, Joel, have you asked the lady sitting by you? You are afraid. Ask her, say, turn to the nearest uh, lady. Some people are being intimidated. You are bigger than her, don't be afraid. There's a lot of fear in the church. Okay, everybody face each other. Nearest, face a nearest sister. Don't say anything, but just face her. Look into her eyeball to eyeball. The sisters who should please turn their heads. <laughs> now speak to her and say, Sister, it's your house. The way to hell. What did they say? Everybody will say no. But you may never know limited. It is a company that takes loans. (laughs) Registered. Registered. Many strong men have been slain by her. She's a slayer. She's a what? A slayer. Ask the nearest brother, have you been slain before? Have you been slain before? What did they say? Yes. And the brothers are saying yes. And then the sisters are saying no. You may never know limited. So how can it be that so many brothers are saying that yes, they've been slain before. Then who slew them? Who slew them? So do you see brothers? Brothers, I want you to see something. Oh. You see, the sisters, they like to pretend. As if it is not so. Gentle faces. Hello. Angelic. Hey. 
thing. When you see a man and a woman standing there, you see that the man has a bony head. The face is hard. The teeth are big. The eyes are inside. And you see the lady looking gentle, soft, voluptuous, sweetie. Hi, sweetie. Hi, pretty. And she'll say, oh, yeah. But you may never know. Limited. Brothers, how many have been slain by one of these? Now, sisters, how many of you have slain one of these brothers before? <laughs> Only one sister. Oh, we shall give her money today, I tell you. We give her offering. Only one real sister. Tell the nearest sister sitting next to you. Tell her, sister, I may not know you limited. But from what I'm hearing, <laughs> I'm watching you closely. Please shift a little away. Should in case, some transmissions may take place. Hey. Now, brothers, many brothers have tried to quench their thirst by sex. One day, a brother told me, at, my, at the age of six form, I had eight girlfriends. He said, now I am a worker, I have only two at the same time. Another brother said to me, if I used to meet a girl in those days and I don't sleep with you within seven days, as I've just met you, then I'm what? I'm late. I'm late. Not in more than seven days. Many brothers don't know whom they've slept with before. One day, there was a certain brother who was working in the church. And then one day I appointed him as a what? A shepherd. And then he continued to work in the church and I appointed him as a what? Pastor. And he was working in the church and I appointed him as a what? Reverend. Hey! One day he was ministering powerfully. After he finished ministering powerfully, a beautiful young lady came up to him. And she said, Hello, Pastor. She said, Oh, hello, how are you? He thought it was one of the sheep that was blessed by his ministry and blessed by his preaching. Then the sister said, so he said, what is your name? He said, oh, my name is your name. He said, what, what do you mean? He said, I'm your daughter. No! A big woman like you. How can a big woman like you be my daughter? He said, my mother told me that you are my father. Oh! You may never know limited. Because he did not know all the different people. Not knowing that that night there were three. Three. That were slain by that woman. Including him. But now that she saw that he has become a responsible man. He has become a shepherd. A pastor. And then a reverend. He said that no. The best father. 
will be a reverend minister out, out of the three. So they chose my reverend. Oh. But see, he did not even remember. Brothers are all over. Even tonight is going to happen. Ish. They are searching for something. Can, how can he, an ejaculation provide you with that thing? 25 perianal contractions. <laughs> what are the muscles that are contracting? You know the muscles that are contracting. <laughs> we have the genioglosis. <laughs> genioglosis muscle. <laughs> And you are any other muscles that are contracted? Levator eni. Levator eni muscles. Um, there is one which is which goes up, and it is the um, the one band of the um, triceps. There's, there's triceps. There's um, one, a very important, because that is what makes you do the this. hamstrings. <laughs> Quadriceps. No, quadratus, quadratus longus muscle. Quadratus longus. Quadratus what longus. about the gluteus maximus? The glutei, they, they, they at the at the peak. <laughs> Bulbospongiosus. 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 Those ones are the very, very close to the penis. Bulbospongiosus. Bulbospongiosus. Contractions of the bulbospongiosus. <laughs> the, the, the gluteus medius, gluteus maximum, and gluteus uh, minimus. minimus. So, I mean, at the peak, because you, you feel that it's a sign. Sit down, sit down, sit down. People are thirsty. So they are exercising different muscles. Others are, the next one is, people are quenching their thirst with bodybuilding and exercises. Amen. Karate, judo, taekwondo. The next one, people are quenching their thirst by endless hard work. Endless hard work. Work. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 8. There is one alone, and there is not a second. Yea, he hath neither child nor brother. Yet there is no end of all his labor. Neither is his eye satisfied with riches. Neither saith he, For whom do I labor and believe myself of good? This is also vanity. Yea, it is a sore. Travail. So people search for God through sex, love, marriage, money, 
work, people bury themselves in work all the time. In search of something. Many years ago, I read from E.W. Kenyon. He said, everybody dancing in a disco is thirsty. E.W. Kenyon. It's one of the few things I remember from. He said, when you see a man smoking a cigarette, he's thirsty. That is why he's smoking a cigarette. He's looking for something. He's thirsty for something. When you see a man who's become a homosexual, he's looking for something. I'm telling you, don't laugh at them. But ask yourself, what is the person searching for that he cannot locate? As you are blaming and condemning and criticizing and castigating and ruling out people, they were also just waiting for you. Look, many people get saved and can only be saved when they are young. I'm telling you. But because we wouldn't go to schools, and when we start churches, we want only rich people and big people, and we don't want little children, we don't go for them. But if you look at yourself, many people who are saved, you were saved young. How many were saved young? Yeah. As soon as you grow a little, you almost cannot be saved again. But now pastors have come these days, the only people you want are those who sell paint. Those who sell curtain materials. Huh? Hotel owners. Those who sell carpets. These are the members you want. When you see children, you despise them. These are not real members. When you do altar calls and little, little children, oh, these are not converts. We want those wearing suits and those wearing whatever. And those who can give money. This is our attitude. And that is why people are not being saved. People can only be saved at a particular point. There is a time for salvation. Amen. There is a time they are thirsty. But when we don't come in time, something else comes to fill the place. And sometimes it's so deep in it that they can't revert. Most, most Muslims cannot change. Most other religions, Buddha, cannot change. They, they won't change. They can't change. They won't change. Our preaching is too late. It's too late. I'm sorry. Yeah. People have given themselves over to money, following things, following that. Many of us, it's too late. Our efforts are too late. It's too late. When you were young, God was calling. You said you have tons of reasons. Tons of reasons. Reason upon reason upon reason why you will not do something. Who? But God is saying, come. Come now. Let's work. These are the group I've called. I've called all. Not three few people. All flesh. I'm calling multitude. And I'm calling test. Testy? Who is testy? Just have to look around. E.W. Kenyon. Some of you may have heard of him. He said, everybody dancing in a disco is testy. He's testy. He's testy. He's looking for something. He said, when you see a man smoking, so he's thirsty. He's waiting for, looking for something. These people are in a search for God. They don't find it. You don't tell them. We don't do it. In fact, we don't even want to do it to the little children. They are below us. I say, you are a mystery. God has sent you to your country. Forget about those with cutting materials in their shops. Go and find little children and talk to them. They are the ones that can be. Your church will be very big. And a church, it grows. It doesn't explode. It grows. It will grow over some years. It doesn't explode. It grows. When you see a church, 
One day I went to a certain town. They, they took me to a building. They said, look at this building. This building has 1,500 seats. And it was a theater. And this building was... Uh, a church came and started and bought the building and started. He said, on the first day it was filled. Three services packed. Usually such people, I don't know about that case, but usually such people are just transferred from other churches. It's just those in this church, those in there, people who have not been going to church, whatever, all Christian. But it's not something that started and then grew. Well, we're talking about church growth. We have church explosion, church transfers. We fish in the boat. When I look at my fish, I don't like I throw in the water. Your boat is down there. You catch the same fish. You put it there. And you say it's growing. So everybody says, so oh, I'm catching things. But we are catching what I also threw out. And we are just transferring the same fish amongst ourselves. Whilst people are thirsty. Children are thirsty. People are thirsty. And they are hoping that you will come to them and minister the word of God to them. Yeah. I want you to love children. Did you hear me? I said, I want you to love children. Anybody who is this, you see, in our, in our golf course in Accra, we have a rule that any tree that you are taller than, you have to move your ball from there when you are going to play, once you are taller than that tree. And the idea is to preserve the tree. Because if you play around the tree, before you realize you break all the little valuable tender trees that are going. So the rule is that once you are taller than the tree, special care. Remove the ball, even though it's not supposed to be whatever, you are not supposed to move the ball. Move it, because we are very special. In the church, you must have that rule. Once you are taller than somebody, special attention to give to the person. Once the person is uh, lower than you, less than you, shorter than you, special attention. You have to inform us that you are a grown-up, but until you inform us that you are a grown-up, we consider you as a child. These are the people that we are going to care for. How many are going to care for the children? Those are the ones who can be in churches. I'm telling you. They are the ones. I came to Christ as a teenager. I was a teenager when I found God. I was a teenager when my thirst was quenched for the first time. I was a teenager when I was offered a glass of the holy living waters of God. I was a teenager. And before I could get into this, into that, into that, or into that, here comes Uncle James. Here comes so and so. Who is interested in children? Uncle James used to park his car in front of my school. There was a man called Uncle James. He gave, he taught me about Christ, salvation, and he used to park. He had a brown-colored Datsun 140J, and he used to come and park outside the school every Sunday. Every Sunday, he'll not come in. He'll park the car. When you come, you see the car there all the time. It's like some Lone Ranger. And then you just talk to anybody who will talk to him. And then some of us became his disciples. That's how I asked him about salvation. I asked him about Christ. At the time that I was thirsty. That's when I met Betty. And Betty also taught me about God. What about if I had met a strange woman? Who said, let me show you how, how we do sex. Who would just undress in front of you immediately. And then you see, when you see, say, my God. Why has thou not forsaken me? One day, I saw a certain brother. 
who was going to marry a certain sister. After one year, I saw they were not marrying. So I said, hey, sister, brother. He always smiled at me. Why are you not marrying? <laughs> then I saw the sister and I said, are you not, are you, are you not in love? Oh, I'm in love. I'm in love. I love you. So why are you not marrying? Bishop, it's not me. So for the first time, okay, maybe it's the brother. So I, I saw the brother are you in love? Oh, I'm in love. William, I said, oh, we'll marry. So I laughed. Another year came to pass. Another year came to pass. I said, ah, those who are in love, they want to marry you and they want to marry you now. The good brothers, they know that, Charlie, you better direct this engine quickly. So after a point, I called the brother. I said, brother, are you in love? He was quiet. I said, speak, speak. Come on, you can't be quiet. He said, Bishop, let me tell you. Before I met this girl, I was a virgin. Virgin Atlantic. Virgin Antarctica. Virgin Arctic. Virgin Pacific. I was virginity moving before I met this girl. She, she has made me lose my virginity. The Bishop, that is why I find it difficult to move forward. After today, he is always remembering the day Virgin Atlantica came into the ice. <laughs> what about if you have met a killer of Virgin and, and Atlantics? Eh? If you have met that, and the person has now introduced you. That is why when, a, when people sleep with a boy, a man sleeps with a boy, they will take you to court and to prison. Because you train the, the boy's anus with abnormal desires and abnormalities. Which even when we follow all these animals, look at the cat here. When we follow, not, there is no gay cat in the whole world. There is no gay It's an abnormality. Well, that is why they will put you in prison. Because they say you have destroyed the person's life. The parents, the parents and the child himself, they will, they will imprison you. In America, they will put you in prison. You have spoiled this person's life. He can't find it difficult to come out of that thing because you have you have given him something to drink that he has never drank before. How do you think people drink beer? How do you think people drink alcohol? Is it a nice? It's not a nice. It's something you acquire the taste for. Most of the taste of the flesh, you need introductions and acquisition of real tastes. Your taste buds must be developed. Yeah. That's why they will put you in prison. You have destroyed this 8-year-old, 10-year-old boy. You have destroyed him. Yeah. But you see, the people were testing. They were hoping. They were hoping. Hoping. But you never came. You never came. Sent your magazine. Say you didn't bring them to the world. It's not your fault. And you never came. Huh? May I go? May I go to the children? And to the multitudes that are waiting in the valley of decision to do something for the Lord. I want to see this whole tent filled with pastors. Did you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. This whole tent should be filled just pastors. No, I mean, the church members shouldn't even get a place. I'll have a camp and say, no pastors. No pastors allowed. Only church, uh, church members. Yeah. 
So I have to drive away pastors. Say, no pastors, no pastors. The pastors know everything already. Just church members. But you are not enough pastors. We need more pastors in all towns, all villages, all the places. Because Christ died for all. Christ died for all flesh. Christ died for multitudes. And Christ died for thirsty people. E.W. Kenyon said, when you see a man smoking, he's thirsty. He said, when you see the people dancing, he's thirsty. When you see them singing, killing me softly with this, it's looking for something. Love. They are looking for love. That God so loved the world. God so loved the world. When you see people doing witchcraft, juju, fetish, they are searching for something. They are impatient. They say, let me, I can't find God. Let me make this piece of food my God. Let me just have it this way. I can't find God. So may our hearts be knit with the, heart, the Lord's heart. Look, those of you who say you want to be rich, the way to be rich is to line up with the person who has all the riches. If I am a source of riches, it would be in your interest to just line up with me and just flow with me. Because even if I don't give you the riches, just by being around me, some of the riches will fall on you. Yeah. You remember I sent a text? Remember I sent a text? <laughs> I was having lunch and I saw that I've received a reply. From the person I sent a text. What, what was the text um, I sent? What, what, read it. Please buy me a Benz today. I'll show you the answer. I just saw, I was just having lunch and I got the answer. Read the answer to the people. I didn't, I've never, I've never even spoken to him. I just sent a text. You say you are following riches. No, you say you are into prosperity. I'm not into prosperity. I'm into soul winning. I don't even respect cars. I don't drive a best. I drive a very old car. My, as my staff, they are the ones who drive new cars. The house I live in is my, my, my mother bought me the house. I've been in for 20 years. You, you respect all these are the things you are following. I'm not following all those things. But I, I can send a text. Read, 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 read the answer. The, uh, what was the text before? The first one. Um, please buy me a Benz today. What's the answer? Read it. Which class? <laughs> yeah. What really did you do? Which class? Question mark. Question mark. Which class? Is it C? Is it E? Is it S? Are you serious? What about that's the question? I've not spoken. I've not spoken to this person today. I sent the text. I was at lunch when I saw it. So which class of Benz? Which, which one do I say? Buy me a Benz today. He thinks I'm serious. He thinks I'm serious. He, th- he, th- he thinks it's a serious thing. <laughs> you, you say you are into money. You say that you are following a riches and prosperity. Yeah. yeah I've not spoken to him. I better call him before I... He goes to go and make some down payment for some car. Yeah. Yeah. You say you are into prosperity. Ask me, I'm not into prosperity. I'm prosperous. I'm into, I'm into souls. Ask me, I'm into working for God. No, this means this is what I'm doing in my life. 
Yeah. You better, the, the owner of all wealth and all riches is our God in heaven. You better cl- come to his heart. Come to his heart. And you'll be close to him. You'll be near him. He will love you. It won't be something you pray for, for him to care for you. He himself will take care of you. You are following a wrong vision. I tell you. You are following a wrong vision. When you follow man. Follow God. Follow his will. Amen. Is anyone thirsty? Anyone? Is anyone thirsty? Is anyone thirsty? Anyone? Is anyone thirsty? Oh, let them come to me and drink. Let them come to me. Oh, let the living water flow. Oh, let the living water flow. Let the river of your spirit flow through me. Oh, let the living water flow. Oh, let the living water flow. Let the river of your spirit flow through me. Is it not wonderful? Is it not amazing? Yeah. It's just truly amazing. I want to win souls. I want to serve Jesus. I want him to present me before him faultless. Present me in front of his glory. Faultless. Yes, with joy. Seeding joy. This is what I want. I know I won't do much, but I'm going to do my uttermost to try so hard on my best. And I'm always going to pray for God to forgive me. How many are going to do the same? Yeah. And it will be a blessing to you. God will help you. Did you hear me? I say, God will help you. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow, powerful. So we're breaking now for dinner. All right. So we'll be back. It's, no, dinner is ready. Supper. Yeah, or supper, dinner, whatever. <laughs> or banquet. All right. So we'll be back at 8 o'clock.